0: Hello, good day wherever you are and whatever you are doing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. I trust you've been having a great time with the Lord and you've been enjoying your intimacy with God. Today we're going to be dealing with a subject that's somewhat controversial in the Christian faith and it's caused much debate because people are not sure of where God stands on this. It's the problem of the unpardonable sin. So today, I'm going to be asking, we're going to be dealing with the question, what is the unpardonable sin? What is the unpardonable sin? Okay. Once again, the question is, what is the unpardonable sin? Okay. Now, this subject is is a naughty one because it, it is the one thing that makes Christians unsure of their salvation. The question is always, if you deny Jesus, you know, Are you going to hell fire? You know that kind of thing. You know, one of the things people always talk about is that oh those who deny Jesus, oh they're going to they're going to hell and this and that. You know what? That's not true. There is something I know about what it means to deny Jesus. Okay, I'm not saying that it's good or it's okay. What I'm saying is we have to put this question in proper context. See? Before Jesus was crucified, Peter denied him while he was arrested. When he was arrested, you know, but Jesus said something before then. He had told Peter, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned, strengthen your brethren. Are you aware that after Peter, after Jesus rose from the dead, he had private audience with Peter twice. There was a time when the woman went um and went and told and told the disciples, he said that our Lord has risen and he has appeared to Peter. So Peter had private audience with Jesus once before Jesus appeared to all the disciples. Then later on at the sea at the, at the, at the sea of Galilee. When Jesus Christ went to meet them while they were fishing after his resurrection, he had another private audience with Peter and there and then he handed the church over to Peter. He made Peter head over the other disciples. It's instructive for us to understand that the same person who denied Jesus Christ was the one Jesus handed over the church to. What do you think Jesus will be doing for you today? See those who deny Christ, he knows what they face. Nobody just wakes up in the morning and says I want to deny Jesus, no, people face trauma after trauma that forced them to come to a place where they just they just give up and you know what when you give up God holds you look at Elijah in in a day of his strength when he was powerful man of God he was fed by ravens and drank water by the brook he was fed by by the widow of Zarephath Zarephath. but when he was in a time of weakness when he had given up and said God I want to die he had become suicidal guess what an angel fed him and some jewish traditions believe that that angel was god himself it was the appearance of jesus so when you're in your lowest moments those times when you feel like the night jesus have messed up what, what do you think happens jesus comes to you himself and says peace be unto you so when you read technology chapter 2 verse uh, 12 where it says uh, if we deny him he also deny us also remember that verse 13 says if we are faithless he remains faithful he cannot deny himself you see you are one with christ you are in christ that's what 2nd Corinthians 5 17 says and because you are in christ if he can't deny himself then he can't deny you so the only way jesus can deny you okay is to now the only way we can deny him here yeah, is to refuse to acknowledge his lordship like you know when we don't give our lives to christ but if you are giving your life to Christ, then you are not longer in the place of denying Jesus. Because see, if you don't accept Him, then He doesn't accept you. But if you are already giving your life to Christ, then He then He cannot no longer deny you. And he, because He because He becomes, He is faithful to Himself, and that means He's faithful to you because you are part of Him. Okay. Now, now that we have struck that out, let's face the issue. What is the unpardonable sin? Now, first of all, we're going to be reading from the book of Matthew. Okay, Matthew chapter 22. Yeah, I need. Oh, sorry, Matthew chapter twelve. I need us to understand the context of this discussion. Okay. So Jesus told them, He said, "Every sin." verse 31 one He says, "Therefore, every sin, if I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come." That's Matthew chapter twelve, verses one to twenty-two. If you check Mark chapter three and Luke chapter twelve, you see the same thoughts. Um, you see the same thoughts being concluded in identical words. So, first of all, let's make this point. The first point I'll make is Jesus made a statement because the Pharisees and Sadducees attributed the work of the Holy Spirit to demons. They saw him casting out demons, and they said he was casting out demons by Beelzebub. That's a lot of the flies. The, the, the ruler of the ruler of demons so Beelzebub is the ruler of the darkness of this world and, it, and the Pharisees and Sadducees were saying that Jesus Christ was being ruled by Beelzebub I mean you see all they aimed at was rejecting the person of Jesus flat out and bringing him into public disrepute and ridicule the work of the Holy Spirit is to exalt Jesus. You find that in John chapter 14, verse um, John chapter 16, verse 14, and John 15, 26, where he said the Holy Spirit will glorify him, he said the Holy Spirit will take what is his and declare it to us. He said the Holy Spirit would testify of him. You know, in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now the, the Holy Spirit always works to exalt Jesus to glorify him to testify of him. So when we try to bring Jesus, any, any attempt to bring Jesus into public. Ridicule is unacceptable to God, okay. It's an insult to the Holy Spirit that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that cannot be forgiven. Now, no Christian can do that because nobody who is born again would ever, would ever want to ridicule Jesus. Nobody would do that. We don't do that. We don't try it, okay. Now, there is no greater insult than a sin. We that Jesus is being controlled by Satan. Jesus overcame Satan's attempt to subdue him at the temptation in Matthew chapter 4 in the wilderness you know there was a time when the devil shouldn't be all the glory of the kingdoms of the world and told him to worship him he said worship me and i will give them to you and jesus said no he worshiped the lord your god and only, he only is yourself so jesus jesus overcame that temptation okay now when he went to hell the bible says he stripped prosperity and powers including the devil you know he disarmed them and made a public spectacle of them to the very thing that the pharisees and sadducees walking by the devil's influence, tried to do to to, to Jesus, he did to the devil. His problem was one of the Pharisees, his problem was the devil, and he went and dealt with the devil in hell. Hallelujah! See, demons always fell before him. Whenever he encountered people who were demon-possessed, they fell before him. And they kept crying out, you are the son of God, they knew who he was. Now, the truth is, as Christians, because you are born again, you have not rejected Jesus outright. But what we try to do is, we reject the work of Jesus when we choose self-righteousness over God's righteousness. When we want things we merit rather than unmerited favor. You know, we try to deserve the blessings of God. We want things by works rather than grace. When we do this, we stop the Holy Spirit from operating as He should in our lives. And you know, we... Begin is 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 in in a sense that is denying Christ because we choose us over Him, we choose our works over His grace, and when, and when, we, do that, the, when we do that, when we do that, when, when, when we do that, we stop the blessings of God from flowing in our lives. Now, Hebrews chapter ten, verses twenty-six to twenty-nine. Those verses tell us something. They say that says if you sin willfully after we have received knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. Now understand that the hebrews the letter to the hebrews were written of course originally to the hebrews okay that book was written to the hebrews and paul or whoever else wrote it was, written, was telling them plainly that the contest was between the law and the cross and paul was telling them if you under if you have understood that jesus is the only way to go he's the way to eternal life and you still reject the this, this sacrifice on the cross and go to choose instead the sacrifice of bulls and goats and keeping the law of moses then you have rejected God's sacrifice for sins, and there is no more sacrifice for sins. The blood of bulls and goats is no more sacrifice for sins. The only sacrifice that God accepts is the finished work. Now, when you do anything else you try to deserve from God, you undo the finished work of Christ and you trivialize the blood of Jesus Christ. This is making Jesus insufficient for us to be blessed and is an insult to the Holy Spirit. He, he is the spirit of grace, he is the spirit of, of, of unmerited, undeserved favor. And whenever we try to deserve the blessings of God, we insult Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We stop God's blessings Im- immediately. Um, next time, we're going to continue along these lines, but I want you to understand for now that you have to accept God's blessings in your life based purely on the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah!